Welcome to Diving Into Crypto. Diving Into Crypto. A weekly series where thought leaders share insights, strategies, and insider stories about all things crypto and Web3. Brought to you by Adlunum. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of Diving Into Crypto. Thank you so much for your patience. And while we were getting into the room, of course, this is one of those days where Murphy comes into play. But uh, welcome once again. This is JP from Adlunum INC bringing you everything about Web3. Before we begin, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to remind you that views expressed on this program belong to that of the speaker and is meant for educational purposes only. It is not to be construed as financial advice. In case we get kept cut off in the same way that we were, we took some time to get into the room, go to Adlunum INC on Twitter and you will find the new link to get back into this spectacular episode that I know that we're going to have. Uh, we've been in touch with our speaker who's who's in the room today. Uh, and, I'm, and I know that he's got a lot of insight. He's got a variety of uh, experiences in the industry from various places well-traveled. I won't introduce him just yet. I'll do that a little more formally in a minute. But uh, in case we do get cut off, you know where you have to get back into the room. And now finally, do I'm going to ask everyone in the audience to do a quick test. Check those em the emojis that you have. You will be able to laugh, to cry, to smile, to give 100% and clap. And please use that whenever you hear the speaker saying something that interests you so that we can have a more engaged session. And you give that feedback to the speaker as well, that they have shared something with you that is meaningful because that's why we do the show. Finally, at the end, before we close, ladies and gentlemen, we'll have time for questions and answers that come in from the audience. You can tweet them directly to the speaker or to Adlunum INC, and we will take them up if there's enough time during the show. In case there isn't, we will still get back to you with, with the answers after checking with our speaker. All right. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, once again, welcome to this episode of Diving Into Crypto. Today, we are speaking with Bruno Calabretta, who is the founder of Aurora Coaching. He's a blockchain development manager at Federality and a crypto coach, a Web3 expert, public speaker, crypto event organizer, and a whole, whole, whole lot more. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's give him a, a clap and applause uh, with those reactions as we welcome Bruno. Bruno, thank you so much for being here. Hello, JP, and thank you so much to for everyone for being here. My pleasure. All right, I'm going to check sound once again. Bruno, I think I lost your sound at the moment. JP, there you are. Do you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, okay, okay. I was talking and maybe you lose me. Okay. Yes. Thank you, everyone. My pleasure to be here with so many listeners. It's my pleasure to share a little bit of what I did, what I know, and bring a little bit of awareness about the space, about the industry. Uh, so let's dive in. I'm ready. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bruno. I see that you have, of course, when, you know, when, when we were speaking earlier on, on the group and you, you shared a little about your background, uh, I've had the privilege of getting a, a glimpse about the journey that, that Bruno has gone through. But uh, please tell us a little about yourself for the audience that's in the room. Okay. So everyone, my name is uh, Bruno Calabretta. As you can hear from my accent, I'm Italian. 
At the moment, I live in Bali, Indonesia. I basically changed my life uh, one year and a couple of months ago. I love to dedicate myself fully to the space, to Web3, blockchain, crypto, NFT, metaverse. You just name it. I have a big passion for all of it. So just to give you a little bit of background about myself, I'm a biomedical engineer. I used to work in the past with pharmaceutical companies around the world. I've been based first worldwide. Then uh, I moved to the States. I was based in New York. I was traveling around all North America where I was responsible for all the biggest pharmaceutical over there. And my job was um, very similar to the concept of blockchain because I was involved in the track and trace of uh, drugs. So this means that um, we were selling software to pharmaceutical for being able to track drugs from the moment they were made until you have it in your hand. And we were doing this by creating a unique code that was being printed over the drugs, whatever kind. We talk of blister, vials, powder, liquid, you just name it. There is a code unique for the drug and the user is able to scan it and track all the history of it. So a concept that is very similar to blockchain, the only difference is that uh, the data, instead of being stored on chain, they were stored on server. And in pharmaceutical world, you know, these environments are like silos, so, it, so they don't want to share the information that they can collect with the whole world. So the difference is that it's not transparent, it's not public, and it's not immutable. Then, uh, you know, I was in the corporate world, but I was not happy with what I was doing. And uh, I was really into crypto. I started in 2018. And at some point, because, you know, I'm a very passionate person about what I do, and I need to love incredibly the space where I'm working, I decided to quit everything and to bet everything on myself, pushed by the American dream that is saying... Uh, Go bet on yourself, do what you love, and you are never going to work a day in your life. Even if, guys, this is a lie. In the moment you start to work for yourself, you're going to work three times harder than when you are an employee. But, uh, <laughs> but I love what I'm doing. I moved here in Bali, and here I started to coach individuals first about uh, the space, so especially professionals that don't have the time to do their own research. Then I started also to approach companies, especially companies that are still in the Web2 space and wanted to discover what were their possibilities. So I was being a consultant for them, providing insights on what was the kind of transformation that they could do according to their values, their community, and especially their products. At the same time, I became also a crypto event organizer, just to name the biggest one I organized. I organized the Bali Crypto Week, it was one week of event that was last year in August, and we are going to do the second edition this year in August again. So if you guys are in Bali, please come by because this year is going to be even more awesome than last year. And we had more than 1,200 people that attended the event. So this was really, really big, and everything was made just to provide awareness and education to the community. We didn't ask any money. We made everything available for free. So all the money we collected from sponsor, we had a couple of layer one blockchain that were part of the initiative. And we really did an amazing job. And at the moment, actually, I'm working as blockchain development manager for this company. Company is an association in Italy that is uh, called Feder Italy. 
And I think we created something really unique that is one of the first use case about blockchain technology that's not involving the use of cryptocurrency, wallet, and it's really going to push mass adoption. I'm going to tell you more later because this project is really amazing and I hope I'm going to make you excited as much as I am about it. Awesome, Bruno. Can't wait, can't wait to hear more about that. Uh, as we dive as we dive deeper into this, though, the, the one question that we have and we ask, because this is, of course, you know, extremely insightful about each person's journey, since everyone here has a unique story. I want to know, what's your unique story about getting into the Web3 space? I mean, which was that moment, that point when you said, you know, Web3 is the space to be for me? Okay, so as I was telling you before, I started in 2018. I bought Bitcoin as a joke with a friend of mine, because before mm-hmm. I told you, my life was always on the travel. So I was living on a budget because my company was paying for everything. So I had a lot of money that I was not using. And a friend of mine told me, Bruno, let's buy some Bitcoin. I said, okay, yeah. let's do it. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to spend this money. And then, you know, in the moment you put money into something, you want to know what is that you are doing. You want to know about this technology. And I started, you know, to dig deeper and deeper into this environment. And uh, honestly, I realized that was amazing, was something so beautiful, so pure. The main concept of Bitcoin fascinated me so much. The possibility of uh, serving the unbanked, uh, providing an infrastructure that is going to be public, uh, that is going to be transparent, immutable. I really saw the revolution in this technology in terms that I think is going to change our society and the way we live our everyday life, considering all the advantages that are going to come from it. So while I was digging deeper and deeper, you know, at some point I fell into the rabbit hole, like everyone who is in this space. And as I told you, I decided to quit my job and to dedicate myself only to this I had a great life. My, I was a technical manager. I was living in New York, was driving a Tesla. My life was great, but I was not happy with a corporate job. I really wanted to do something that could make a change, that could leave a mark in our world. I like to define myself as a pioneer of the future. And I think that everyone who is involved in this space, we are the pioneers of the future. Because if you think right now, we have how much? of the worldwide population that is involved in this space, that know what is happening, that are really dedicating themselves to this uh, industry. So we are going to change the world. I really believe into this. And uh, I want to make my part for uh, making this change happen. Because as the internet, uh, you know, 20 years ago, when there was the dot-com bubble, when the dust settled, we saw that the internet became the backbone of our society. I think that the same thing is going to happen right now with crypto and blockchain technology. Because I like to define the bear market that we are seeing right now, the dot-com bubble 2.0. This is just the new version. History is repeating again. We can see on the newspaper the same title of 20 years ago. The only thing is that the world in the world internet has changed with blockchain. So before internet was the scam, now blockchain mm-hmm. is the scam. But at the same time, I believe that as internet had a huge impact on our society, I believe as well that in the next uh, five, seven to 10 years, we are really going to see blockchain being integrated in every aspect of our lives. Got it. 
Got it. Got it. You're you're right. You know, when you paint the picture and you you actually clear the landscape, it becomes your vision becomes that much broader because of all the points you just covered. Uh, yeah, and 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 that that is of course of uh, a very interesting point, Bruno, because it sounds to me that you know you're 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 very passionate about it, but I want it to be vocalized in some way for the audience. Um, you know, what keeps you passionate about it? What, wh- why is it so important to you that it, it does just that, that Web3 does, and blockchain does just that for you? Because at the end, this is the only technology that is really doing this. As I told you, I didn't enter into this because of the speculation, because right. I'm not a trader. Uh, I don't uh, endorse any kind of uh, daily trading. I'm an odler. I When I do an mm-hmm. investment, it is for the long term. And because of this, I truly believe that everything that can be accomplished through blockchain technology, we can implement it in the government, we can implement it in the healthcare system, we can implement it for bringing value to the artist. There are so many fields where we can see blockchain technology being integrated to change our life that for me that I am an engineer, this is the best thing. Like from the technological point of view, this is what is making me excited because I'm a geek. I'm a little nerd inside. So every time I see a new technology coming out and I see that there is a power into it, I see that there is a huge potential. This honestly is what is making me excited. Like my wife sometimes is making fun of me because she's saying, wow, I don't understand how it's possible that you can be bullish about everything. But it's because every time I'm seeing some kind of innovation, at at least when you look at it at the surface, I'm like, wow, this thing looks so amazing. How many things can be done? So it's really the technology that keeps me so passionate about it. Well, that's thank you for that answer and being so honest about it. And then, of course, your engineering background would make you would have you understand the tech at that much of a deeper level. For for those of us that may not have been in, you know, as educated about technology in that sense, it is fascinating from the other points that you've also added. Uh, you know, the banking for the unbanked being used in the government, being uh, being available for everybody, empowerment, just three percent of the world's population at this point. So you're you. You, you've got the, the entire range covered, uh, you know, where, where this is concerned. Uh, that, that's absolutely fantastic. Nice, nice. I'm happy that we are on the same page. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, I, okay, I want to pivot a little bit, uh, Bruno, because uh, I, I'm keen to get more about your, your experience uh, onto the show, to, to, to share with people. Uh, you know the the arc that you've covered. You've been across five different con- continents. That's that's saying a lot. And I know that when you travel, and I, I can I can relate to that completely. You know, in a different life, uh, travel was travel was everything because of of the marketing hats that you wear, right? Yeah. Um, but it also offers you a different perspective. It gives you a chance to see the world in different eyes through the lives of people on the ground, and. In, in some way that gives you an idea about community in different places, right? So how do you view community for when it comes to a project across different places, if you would like to add that too, uh, what do you see as the value of community when it comes to these projects? Yeah, nice question. So first of all, I'd like to point out that I'm still missing one continent and this is Australia. So I hope that I'm going to 
place my feet very soon also in the last continent and then I can say that I've been all over the world. So I'm just missing one continent. For the rest, I've been everywhere. And I'm grateful every day for the experience that I had because, you know, when you travel, you start to see the world with different eyes because you experience different tradition, different culture, people that have a, a different way of embracing life. So, of course, this is opening your mind because when you stay always in the same place, then you're used to see the world only with one perspective. But when you start to travel and you start to interact with people, this is giving you a different perspective about everything. You start to see things from the point of view of other, of other tradition, of other culture. And I think that this is beautiful. And this, I think, is what made me who I am today. So I'm grateful every day for everything that I learned in the last eight years that I've been traveling around the world. Now, just to make you an example, right now I'm living in Bali, Indonesia. And Bali, Indonesia is becoming uh, one of the top five uh, destinations for expat, digital nomad, remote worker. Because after pandemic, life has changed. People are starting to see even the way they work in a different way. And what I'm experiencing by living here is that here mm -hmm. you are surrounded by people that are really coming from all over the world. So here is not that I'm Italian, so I'm hanging out only with Italian. Actually, in my crew right now, I don't have any more an Italian that is hanging with me. So I'm always surrounded by people that are from all over the world. Turkey, Greek, Romania, South America, North America, Australia, UK, Russia, Israel, you just name it. I have people from all over the world that are surrounding me. And each one of them, every time that there is a discussion, that there is an event, that there is a speech, you can see that people are thinking even in a different way from you. And this is very important because we never finish to learn. We can read as many books as we want. We can travel as much as we want. But life is a journey that we, where we learn something new every day. And this is what is happening to me here in this paradise. Because Bali has become a technological app at the moment. I'm seeing so many entrepreneurs, so many digital nomads that are coming here with so many ideas. People that have switched from the classic 9 to 5 job to dedicate, for, to dedicate their life to an higher purpose. Especially here in Bali, there is a lot of passion for social impact projects. I'm also advisor myself of a couple of these projects. And it's so amazing to see how you can integrate Web3, NFT, Metaverse technology into a project that can bring value to others, that can raise the value of a local community, improving the way that you are treating wildlife, the ocean, uh, pollution. So you just name it. There are so many things that can be done. And I think that community is important because each member of every community is making the community unique. So you can have so many insights, you can have so many different opinions about a different topic that it becomes so interesting to explore all of this with people that are not coming from your own town or from your country, but have a different background. And this background is what is making them unique. And I think that this is amazing. So communicating is one of the most important things. Uh, as I told you, I organize different uh, crypto events. Uh, we are going to have one in Bali on 
tomorrow, tomorrow evening, we are expecting to have more than 300 people. And every time we make an event, it's amazing because uh, I, I don't know how are doing it. I, um, like the feedback that I'm receiving from the people that are coming to this event is that right. the way that we are doing event in Bali is pretty unique because we tend a lot not to talk mm -hmm. about cryptocurrency, about trading, about the value of the token, but we actually mm -hmm. talk about the technology, about what is the value that blockchain can bring to our lives. And our goal is always, you know, to create a better network because our network is our net worth, if you think. The people that are surrounding you are the people that are making you become a better person, that are making you think in a different way. And I love it. I love the fact that uh, when you are here, when you are in engaging with your community, you have so many insights, you have so many opinions that can really sometimes, you know, change completely the view that you have about something. So I think that community is important also because community is giving you support. I think that one of the most beautiful things about Web3 community is that the Web3 community are spaces where people are looking to help for each other. If we look in the Web2 space, we see that everybody's competing, you know, to excel, to be better than the other. They don't want to share what is that they do, how they did it. While instead in the Web3 space, you can see that everybody is really looking forward to give you an end, to support you, to give you a new idea, to give you a new way of thinking about your project, the idea that you are developing, to make your idea more disruptive. And this, I think, is the most beautiful thing that you can accomplish, that you can reach out of your community. True, very true. Uh, you know, bro, this is actually the one thing I, I share a, a lot of... Uh, similar background with, with what you're saying uh, in terms of a international group that will work with you. It changes your perspective. It's exactly like a day in the office at Adlunum. Uh, you know, even even the fact that you you have uh, the the exposure to these communities, the uh, the sharing that, that you can get going back and forth, it is tremendous. And in a hundred percent with you on 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 those thoughts and and, and that idea. And it's it's let, let me let me use a, a phrase from your language. It's bellissimo. Right? Ah, bravo. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. I mean, I, I can't find a, I can't find a better word to describe it. But that's that's exactly what that feeling is. And there's a lot of passion. There's it's one of the industries that you actually have people willing to help you out. And I find yes. that fascinating in Web three. Yes, and this is amazing. Every time you are looking for support, there is always mm -hmm. someone that is ready to help. If people cannot help you, yeah. they're going to direct you to someone that can help you. Mm -hmm. And this is, it's unbelievable sometimes because you're like, well, I'm looking for support. Maybe I'm struggling with my idea. Then you drop a message in the chat with your people, with your community. And they say, hey, look, I'm struggling with this. I need, pro I don't have an idea. I don't have a solution. Hey, maybe you can talk with that guy. Maybe you can talk with that girl. Maybe you can do this, do that. And every time there are so many ideas that you can put in place that you find the solutions to your problem. And this is just beautiful. Sorry, Bruno checking sound. Once again, I think I, I lost you just as you said that there was uh, a lot. You, you can ask anybody and they will be able to help you. Yeah, yeah, what I was saying, do you hear me now? Yes, I can. 
So just I was saying that uh, every time that you ask for support, mm -hmm. there is always someone that is willing. If yes. they cannot help you directly, they're going to redirect you to somebody else that is going to provide you the insight that you need. And at the end, you're going to find the solution to the problem that is struggling you. You want to build a disruptive idea. You mm -hmm. want to create a new project and you are failing some, somehow. Yeah. There's always going to be someone that is helping you. Plus, yeah. failing is not a bad thing because mm -hmm. we need to fail. If we don't fail, we are never going to understand what are our mistakes and we can never improve our life. So I think that failure as well, it's part of our journey as the one of uh, looking for help from others. Uh, you, you know, I, I, I once again agree with that point. There's there's a point of view that you know failure when you experience it, you actually get to see the inside mechanism of what just happened. And if you can't appreciate that, you'll never be able to build it up stronger, better, and faster. Exactly, exactly. You said it completely right. So, so often you've got to take that inside view. And, and speaking about an inside view, uh, Bruno, you, you're, a, you're a crypto coach, you're a consultant, you've, you've worked with multiple projects in different industries, including Web3, including the crypto industry. Um, I have to ask, as, as a consultant, there is always that idea that, hey, you know what, this is a project that I can align with. This is a project that I believe in, right? What's your process? What makes you say, hey, this is the project I want to be associated with. Nice question. So for me, what is important is that the project that I want to be part of, mm -hmm. it has to align with my core values, with my principles as a human being. So I really love to be involved. And as I told you, I'm already an advisor for different projects that are involved in uh, social impact. Like, for example, mm -hmm. I'm going to name you this one. Uh, the name is uh, Mural Fest. This is a project that is uh, shifting the paradigm of giving a donation into owning mm -hmm. an asset. So one of the biggest problems that we see when we want to perform some kind of charity is that mm -hmm. we don't know where the money are going. We don't know if right. the person to whom we are giving the money is really going to use for the purpose that they are telling you, or if at the end they're just going to put the money in their pocket and they're, gonna, on holiday, they're going to go on holiday with their family. So this is a big problem. So what this group is doing, what this project is doing, they are associating themselves with different NGO. They have already more than 55 NGO that are part of their portfolio. Then they mm -hmm. work with selected artists that are creating digital art or real art that is associated to a digital one or fashion show or piece of art, whatever, you just name it. And every time that something is created, they are associating this piece of art to an NGO. So when you buy this NFT, what is happening is that like 60% of the money are going to the NGO, 20% goes to the artist, 5% goes to the organization, and the other 10 or 15, they end up in a treasury for sponsorizing other events. And if you mm -hmm. think this is amazing, because you are really changing the paradigm of giving a donation into right. owning an asset. So you're owning something after giving this uh, donation, and mm -hmm. this something that you own has also a value that will increase in time. So right. this is amazing. And every time that you are also selling it, you are keep giving value. You are, you are keep 
having value out of it. And then another thing that I want to do, because as I told you, I'm not in for the speculation, but I'm right. in for the technology and the advantages that can bring to our society. If I can, I want to spend like a couple of minutes to tell you about this new project that uh, we just launched uh, one week ago. So uh, the project is called uh, Feder Italy 100% Made in Italy. So we created a certificate that uh, mm -hmm. is going to use blockchain technology for uploading information about uh, a certificate. Now you are going to say, okay, there is nothing new. But uh, let me tell you why this project, for me, it's amazing and why I think it's going to start to change also the perspective from people about what is blockchain technology. Because right now we are seeing that a lot of people are scared about the word cryptocurrency, NFT, metaverse, because there is a lot of scam behind it. So they think that every time there is a crypto, there is a coin, there is a token involved, they think that they're going to be scammed in some way. So Peder right. Italy, the association of which I'm part of, is an association of companies. So we put together, we have already in our portfolio more than 7,000 companies that are part of our project. And these companies are Italian. Now, as you know, Italy is famous around the world because of our food, because of our fashion, because of our tradition and our culture that bring quality in our product. Yeah. Like if you go to an Italian restaurant and they tell yeah. you that you are eating mozzarella, you yeah. are hoping that that mozzarella is coming from Italy. 99% of the time is not coming. Now, yeah. there are two definitions. There is a definition of made in Italy and there is definition of 100% made in Italy. Now, when we right. talk of made in Italy, it means that the materials for making that product are coming from abroad, but then they are being worked in Italy yeah. and they become branded as made in Italy. Then mm -hmm. when we talk of 100% made in Italy, we have that all the materials, all the, the process, all the branding, all the production, it's all made in Italy. So this is a product that is 100% Italian. Now we have the problem of the Italian sounding. So you go abroad like in the US and they mm -hmm. talk about the Parmesan. But the Parmesan yeah. for US, it's just normal cheese that they brand as Parmesan. So in this yeah. way, it's going to sound like it's, it's something Italian. But in reality, maybe that Parmesan, it's coming from Ohio, North Carolina, South Carolina. It's not coming yeah. from Italy. But they're using the Italian sounding to attract people and yeah. for make them pay more for a product that in reality is not Italian. Now, in which way we, are go we want to change this? At the moment, in Italy and in Europe, it doesn't exist any kind of law that it's forcing the producer to prove right. that the product that they are making, it's really made in that place. And this is for the made in Italy, made in France, made in UK, made in wherever you want. There is no law that is enforcing the producer or the company to specify or to allow the verification from where this uh, product are coming. The only thing that the producer has to do is to give a self-declaration. But we know very well that when we talk of self-declaration, I can say whatever I want. There is not going to be anyone that is going to come to check that what I said, it's in reality what I said. So in which way we are changing the situation? 
So we just uh, announced a partnership with one of the biggest layer one blockchain, that is the Internet Computer Protocol, that is the number 32 in coin market cap. We have more, they have more than $2 billion in, uh, in market cap. And there are so many projects that have been already developed on this blockchain. Plus, I really think that ICP is one of the best blockchain in terms of technology for everything that is providing to the community itself. Starting with the fact that it's one of the greenest blockchain. So we know that one transaction on ICP is four times cheaper than a research on Google. Then we know that the amount of money that you are spending for storing data, it's the cheapest one compared to all the other blockchain. If you want to mm -hmm. store one gigabyte of data on Ethereum, it's going to cost right. you around $60 million. If you want to store one gigabyte of data on Solana, it's going to cost mm -hmm. you $2, 3000000 million. On Avalanche, it's $900,000. On ICP, right. it's $5. So you're going to spend $5 for storing one gigabyte of data on the Internet Computer Protocol. Then another thing that I really love is the fact that they have the reverse gas fee model. So meaning right. that when we usually decentralize application on Ethereum, Solana, Avalanche, you name it, every mm. time that you user are using that application, you need to pay a gas fee, okay, yeah. for using yeah. for every interaction that you have. On the ICP, every time that you have a DAP, in reality, what is happening is that the creator of the DAP are paying right. these called cycles that are maintaining the life of the DAP. So this means that you user, when you are interacting with a decentralized app, you are not spending not even one penny. So it's everything for free. It's made for the people. And right. after this partnership, what is that we came out? What is our idea? What is that we are implementing with the Definity Foundation? And in a month, we are going to make another bigger announcement for another technical partner that we brought on board that is going to make also this a lot of noise. But what we are accomplishing is that, uh, and why we are different from the other initiatives that are creating certificates. We are different because uh, we are implementing a verification process. So this means that the company that want to receive the brand 100% made in Italy, they need to go through a strict process of verification where we first verify all the documentation about the company, and then we go on site to perform an audit. And when we perform that audit, we are collecting pictures, video, and we do a visual inspection about all the material. We are checking the document from where the materials are coming. And then we are making sure that all the production is Italian. If everything is in line, then we issue the certificate so we say to the company, okay, you are 100% made in Italy. You can get right. our certificate. How are we going to do it? In the moment the certificate is ready, we are uploading the certificate on the ICP blockchain. Then what is happening is that uh, we are using a decentralized website. And this is another innovation because we are not using traditional websites that are connected to traditional server or Amazon web, ser uh, web service that are that are exposing people and companies to all the risk of the traditional way of doing things. So we are using a decentralized website that is talking directly with a smart contract that in the ICP language, it's called canister. And in mm -hmm. this canister, where there are the information of the certificate, the information are going to be showed up on this decentralized website. Then from the certificate, 
we are printing out a QR code that is redirecting directly to the certificate, and we give this QR code to the producer or the company. The company then is going to label all its products that are being sold in Italy and worldwide so that as consumer, when we see a product that has this brand, we can scan the QR code and we can verify that the information that they are giving us, that they are 100% made in Italy, it's in reality true. So what is the beautiful thing of the blockchain? That you don't have to trust, but you can verify. And this is where we are different from the other. Because in this way, we are giving back trust to the consumer. Because today, what is the biggest problem that we have in our society? We don't trust the government. We don't trust the media. We don't trust the people. We don't trust our neighbor. We just don't trust anyone. So there is a big problem of trust. And blockchain has been designed especially to fix this problem, to fix the problem of trust. And I think that with this certificate on blockchain, what we are doing is that we are giving back trust to the consumer. And if you think there is no wallet that the user needs to download, there is no token that you need to use, there are no gas fee that you have to pay. So you just use blockchain for the way that it was designed. And this, for me, it's amazing. Like, I, I think you can hear from my voice how much I'm passionate about this project because I really think that we are making a change. Plus, we want to yeah. become the standard that everybody can copy the way that mm-hmm. we are doing certification so that in this way, others can implement it. Like, there are other, let's call it brilliant initiatives that exist mm-hmm. around the world that are giving the possibility to companies to use their blockchain But what they don't tell you is that they don't do any kind of verification about what they're saying. They're just giving them the possibility of using the blockchain for uploading whatever information they want. So we Mm -hmm. know that on blockchain, you can store true information or false information. Here you have a verification process up front that is verifying that the information that is stored on the blockchain is a true information, it's truthful, so that you can trust it. And this is amazing because we can really start to give back trust to the consumer. And I think it's the, one of the best use cases about blockchain technology that we can realize at the moment. You're right, Bruno. You know, when you, when you get into the, to the depth in which you've just described, right, right, all the way down to whether it is uh, just made in one place, or if it is a hundred percent made in one place, that that is truth. That is verification. Uh, that is extremely important. I mean, we we've, we've seen similar uh, cases when it came to, for example, organic foods. Right? What exactly qualifies? Bravo! You know, how exactly do you, you quantify that? Uh, you know, where where exactly does it originate? How much of it is actually organic, or did they just go through a process? You know, right at the end, you, right? You, you made the point. This is one of the examples that I make when I talk about this project. You go to the grocery, you want to mm-hmm. buy coffee, and you are willing to spend more money to buy a coffee that is being labeled as organic or, buy, or bio. But right. how do you know that that information is true? And you are paying a premium for that label. But exactly. you don't have no one that is telling you, that is proving you that that coffee is really organic. Maybe it's not mm-hmm. organic and they just placed a label on top of it and you are spending more money for a product that is mm-hmm. not even organic. That's how we are giving back trust example. to the consumer. 
food is a classic example, Bruno. You're right. I mean, even when it comes to so many, you know, protein bars and health foods and so on, when you read the label, you actually find out four different variants of sugar that, that happen to be there. High fructose corn syrup, you know, glucose, actual sugar and so on. And so it's... Yeah. One thing that uh, you don't know... So, sorry, sorry, sorry. You were saying? Yeah, so it's absolutely required. Yeah, go ahead. Like you were talking about protein bar and all this stuff. Yeah. You know that uh, now a lot of product, when you go and look about the ingredient and they tell mm -hmm. you that uh, it's made with proteic flour... You know that 99% yeah. uh, of the time where it's not specified from where this proteic flower is coming, it's a mm -hmm. flower that is made from insects. Wow, that's that's remarkable. Uh, I mean, it is a protein source. I won't deny that, but <laughs> no, you should know that, right? You should know you that should and know have that. a choice. But they you should know that and have a choice. They yeah. don't tell you because otherwise you are not going to buy that product because from your point yeah. of view, a lot of people will be like, Oh, hell, I don't want to eat uh, yeah. an insect. Some, some people will be good in doing it. I've been to Thailand recently and yeah. uh, they were selling uh, crickets, scorpions yeah. or whatever. And I saw that where, there were people that were actually enjoying it. Like me, I'm Italian, so I'm a little bit uh, spoiled about food. So I will yeah. not eat it. But I know well. that a lot of people will find it interesting. But you see... Trust to the customer. Why we don't we don't give this information to the people? But now yeah. you have the possibility of verifying everything, and mm -hmm. in this way you can make a more informed and more conscious choice when you are spending money. Mm. Yeah, uh, precisely. You know, the, the more the more power you you have, power in the choice. You have power in that knowledge. You have power in that information, and that is is you know when when you give that back to your customer or to your community. Uh, you are actually empowering them to become uh, more more self-aware and at least have that choice because that's exactly where the trust deficit comes in, right? It comes in from the lack of choice. It comes in from the lack of transparency. It comes in from the fact that somebody's taking a decision without involving you, which they're saying is for your betterment, but may not exactly work, right? Exactly. And whether it is for a small group or a larger group, uh, we don't know. On so the more empowered we get is the more, of course, the more information that we have. There has been some study, JP, that are mm -hmm. saying that 65% of the consumers that have been questioned about it are willing to spend more money if they will know about the origin and the quality of the product that they are buying. So 65% of the people interviewed, they said, we are willing to spend more money for something where we can verify the information yeah. that are being given to us about a certain product. And, and of course, and that's, that's where, that's again, exactly ties right back to the point, right? Knowledge is power. So uh, Bruno, that being said, we, we've spoken in depth about this one particular project, but I'm, I'm keen to understand, you know, some of, some of the other projects that you find as interesting. Um, could you, could you, briefly share one because I'm, I'm being a bit conscious about time as well but i would like to know one one more project that you you feel has been spectacular that you've had the privilege to work with so look there was this project from um, mm -hmm. switzerland that have been mm -hmm. helped them to build their ecosystem that what they were doing was super interesting so this company 
mm-hmm. they had a, pa- a patent for creating um, an indestructible material that is called anodized aluminium. So they are selling this kind of patent also elsewhere. Like, for example, even the Apple Watch is made with this anodized aluminium, but they have a special patent for creating a more um, resistant anodized aluminium that is really indestructible. You can eat it with a hammer, you can burn it, you can throw acid on it, and you are not Mm going to see not even a scratch. So what wow. is that they were doing? They, want, they created a project where, or better, this is the idea that I helped them to develop. It was yeah. that uh, to target owner of blue chip NFT so that in this way they could have uh, a digital, so a physical representation um, of their digital uh, NFT. This particular idea. Uh, I hope that there wasn't yes. an NDA uh, <laughs> which prevents. No, no, don't worry. Time. It's uh, it's already it's already it's already going. Yeah. And, uh, I, right now, I'm not involved anymore in the project. Okay, okay. Uh, just just because. Uh, no, I we just we lost so the sound. Right? I was projects. making a joke. We we lost the sound immediately as you were saying. They, you know, you this was the idea, and then we lost you lost your voice for a second. <laughs> Ah, okay. So I was saying that the idea uh, that I helped them to develop, it was to create, uh, first of all, a treasury, so a vault Mm. where they were storing the original NFT. So in this way, they were sending a copy in this anodized aluminum Mm -hmm. that they could show everywhere with a QR code. So that in this way, we have the representation of of digital art being represented as physical because, if, for example, you are an owner of a board Ape Yacht Club, you have to show to everyone your JPEG just uh, through your phone. Instead, in this way, you have a digital, so a physical representation on something that is indestructible, that is persistent in time. So in this way, everybody can see the art that you are owning in a way that is completely First of all, more sustainable because in this way you are not using electricity, you are not using display, you don't have to keep them on all the time, but you have a, a, a real authentic replica of your own piece of art that has the same yeah. value of the original one. And this is amazing because you can see how art that is mm-hmm. digital, it can become right. physical. You know, that's, that's really something to think about and the, the manner in which they went about it to, to prove their point, right? I mean, it's, 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 it's how, how, how do you describe it? It's, it's the epitome of your, you living that brand, right? You, you living that, the, the test of it is actually that this is how it can work. You're showing them the, the entire range in which you can in, in that one idea that they've just, that you've just described to us. That's spectacular. Exactly. Nice, nice. I'm happy that you like also this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it because you know when, when you live a brand, you 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 actually you're, you're walking the talk. You're being authentic, and that authenticity is often lost in a lot of uh, projects and a lot of products because between what they say and what they actually deliver seems to be two very different things. And uh, and I'm certain that you know through your experiences, you you've seen this, and maybe maybe that's one of the methods in which. Uh, you know, you're, you're you're choosing the kind of projects that you that you're working at, and you know some some of the 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 story, the cases that you've shared with us of the projects that you work with. So so thank you for 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 telling us that. Um, <laughs> My pleasure. Yeah, lovely, and it's it's lovely. But I'm also curious to know, right? When you're 
when you're building a brand, because you've you've traveled to different places and you've you've represented uh, multiple companies, you you currently are your own brand, and uh, it, you know you're somebody living in a different space that has been that is global right now because Bali is has seen that that influx of from whether it came from the tourism line, you know, the number of people that have decided to settle there from from all across the globe. It's clearly a global destination, right? Yes. Um, at, and at the same time, at the same time, you you still have to start building your brand from the bottom up. What is that journey like for you? I mean, what what has been, if I were to quantify it, what has been your top three points that you you focused on when it came to building your brand from the bottom up, Bruno? Okay, so just to give you an example, uh, as you said, right, I had to bring to to build my brand from zero, basically. So the um, the platform that I mostly use for communicating and for showing who I am and what I do is LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that there is a lot of discussion about uh, what is more indicated to use for Web3 content, if to go for Twitter or if to go for Discord or if to use LinkedIn. I mm. bet everything on LinkedIn, and honestly, I think I could have never made a better choice. Uh, I use Twitter. As you can see, I don't have a lot of followers because at the end, I don't use Twitter a lot. I use it mostly for participating to Twitter spaces because uh, most of the projects I work with or I help or I support are on mm-hmm. Twitter. So if I want to join, I want to listen to Twitter space or I want to read some other information, I go to Twitter. But for communicating and for finding also companies and brands that want to work with you, I think that right. LinkedIn is the best place. First of all, has been proved that uh, on LinkedIn, you are able to generate 277% more leads than any other social network. Plus, just to give you some number, I started mm-hmm. with LinkedIn basically seven months ago with 300 followers. And today I have 12,000 followers only on LinkedIn. And this is not uh, a fake growth because on uh, mm-hmm. Twitter, you know very well that you can buy the people that are following you. You can find right. some companies or enterprise that you just pay a fee and gradually they are going to add people into your uh, into your profile. On LinkedIn, your growth can be only organic because you have limitation on the amount of uh, request of connection that you can send. So this means that you cannot just add people as many as you want and then your number will increase. No. Because at some point, while you go over a certain number, you got blocked. You got a, a tag from LinkedIn that is not allow you to add other people. And you can have problem even with your profile. So in which way I build my brand? First of all, I wanted to create something that was representing me. So the first thing right. is uh, be true to yourself. So mm-hmm. I always, I don't fake anything. I don't like to say lie in real life. And I don't like to say lie in my digital life. So one thing that is very important, don't lie. Be honest Mm -hmm. about yourself. Be honest about who you are. Show your difficulties. Show the problem that you had. Educate others on how you overcome the problems that you faced while building a a project, creating a disruptive idea, launching a business. Engage with people so that in this way they can see what is the value that you can bring. Because at the end, you know, on Twitter, you can pretend Mm -hmm. to be someone 
people cannot see who you are, you can don't have a description yeah. about your education, your work experience, the feedback from people that have worked with you and stuff like this. Well, instead of LinkedIn, it's everything there. If you go to mm-hmm. your activity page, you can just see everything that you did, every like that you put, every comment yes. that you did. And in this way, people can understand who you are, what you are talking yeah. about, how you talk, how you react to haters, followers, because at the end, haters are everywhere. And it's very important, you know, to handle all these people in the right way. But my suggestion for giving some advice to people that are building their own brand and they're starting now, it's be true about yourself. Don't lie. And you're going to see that people are going to appreciate this even more and they're going to engage with you. Like one thing that I don't do on LinkedIn and I don't do it on any social network, I don't sell. You are never going to see a post from me where you are going to see me that I'm saying, hey, buy from me this. I sell this service. I don't do it. I want people to see what exactly. I want people to see my value through mm-hmm. what I'm sharing, to the way that I'm commenting to others, to the way that I'm intervening, to discussion, to topics, to post, to feed, to whatever. So that in this way, they can understand that uh, I'm an expert. I know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. I'm not bullshitting people. And I'm being honest. This is my main core. Honest and positivity. One thing that yeah. I try to do, it's always to motivate and to inspire others. Because I think that we don't have just uh, when we are in Web3 to talk only about crypto, blockchain, token, crypto, blockchain, token, always the same thing repeated all over again. So I try to do posts that are also about motivation, that are going to Mm -hmm. inspire people to act in a certain way, to take decisions in a certain way. I'm always open, you know, to have chat with the people that follow me. I I dedicate during the week always a couple of hours to connect with the people that are adding me on uh, LinkedIn. So in this way, we can also meet in a kind of digital in real life experience because we have a <laughs> Zoom call or Google G Meet. So that in this way, you know, they can have a feedback also live of who I am and I can understand who they are, who are the people that are following me, that are interacting with me. And honestly, like for example, this project of Federitaly, everything started because of LinkedIn. Through a post that I did, the president of the company reached me out, was like, Bruno, I really like the way you are. I like the way you speak. I like your expertise. I like the way you talk. I really would like to know more about you. We did a Zoom call. And from there, you know, today I am their blockchain development manager. I'm the one that is taking all the decision on how to implement the blockchain development of the project. I'm the one that is overseeing a group of engineers and experts that are working from San Francisco, LA, Switzerland, Italy. And uh, this only through LinkedIn, without selling anything. Well, it's certainly a powerful tool, Bruno, and you're absolutely right. If you look to just sell on a platform like that, uh, you know, you're selling in the wrong place. And I think that's one of the things a lot of people, a lot of people misinterpret about the kind of channel that you use uh, to be able to share a message. Because if you're sharing a message that you want to sell something, sell something. But there's a way in which you do it. It depends on the product. It depends on what service you're offering. And it depends, most importantly, how you're doing it and where you're doing it. And and just one last thing, JP. If you think uh, each one of us is receiving, I don't know how many cold email or cold messages where there is just a, 
hey, like the other day I received an email where it was written, hi, first name. Probably, you mm -hmm. know, they had some problem in the code, yeah. so they were not able to retrieve <laughs> what was my first name. So it was still written first underscore name. And yeah. then there was all the message about who they are, what they do. But I'm thinking, no, if I mm -hmm. want to buy something, I don't buy yeah. just because you come and knock at my door. Before I no. buy something, I want to make my research. I want to look what is that you are doing. And if you sparkle my attention, I will mm -hmm. come to you and buy. I don't need you to come from me and sell. Yeah. Because again, we don't have trust in no one. So if mm -hmm. I receive a message that they want to sell me something, I'm just going yeah. to delete it. I'm not even replying to you. Yeah, of course. I mean, and then I'm going to hit spam and then knock you out. That's it. Right? <laughs> exactly. You said it right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you know, you, you need to be in the right place to be able to sell. But uh, hey, that that's that's just how it is. That's the harsh reality of, of what marketing is. Uh, and, and you should be prepared for that, right? So, um, Bruno, given that we, we have uh, a few minutes left on the show, I'm curious to understand. I You know, you've shared your... Uh, you know, you, your, your philosophy, also your personal philosophy and about how you go about things. And you've tied that in with, with building a brand. My last question to you is, is one that I've saved for the end, right? But I think that you're the right guy to ask it in this sequence. Um, given that, given from your experience, okay, given from your experience, your perspective and your vision, where do you see the future of Web3 and the industry as a whole, you know? What do you think the future holds for us? I think we are uh, that th this industry is going to become mm -hmm. the backbone of our society. No doubt about it. I see that uh, the interest about what blockchain technology can do right now has sparkled the attention of institutions, of big names. Uh, look at uh, BlackRock, uh, institutions around the world, uh, government, El Salvador, Argentina, mm -hmm. Brazil. Uh, South Africa, Nigeria, you can see that uh, especially the one that uh, don't, didn't have the same possibility like right. the rest of the world are starting mm -hmm. to see this technology as something that can change the life of people. And they really think that it can. Try to think to implement blockchain technology in the government. How many times we see people go to vote and then after yeah. voting, there are so many riots about, oh, this is false, this is not true, you make a mistake, you didn't count right. Try to think if we could count the vote through blockchain. Mm -hmm. So in this way, everything is unique. Nobody can tamper this information. They are immutable. So the number are those, and you have the real expression of the community, of the people. Or try to think blockchain technology implemented in the way that you are tracking the way that you are paying taxes. So you know how yes. the money that you are paying, where they are going, if they are building infrastructure, if they're building school, if they're building university, or if they are putting in their pocket, or even exactly. for healthcare. Try to imagine you are traveling around the world and maybe you don't have all your medical history with you. Or probably you don't even remember because maybe when you were young, your parents were taking care of it. So you have no idea if you are maybe allergic to some, something or if you had a surgery or if you went through a therapy. Try to imagine you are traveling and there is this doctor. Maybe you broke your arm or you have an infection or something. And the doctor is asking you, what are you allergic to? And you're like... I have no idea. I have to call my mom, maybe. And she's in a different time zone. While instead, yeah. imagine to have all your medical history into an NFT or into a ledger or some somewhere around blockchain. And you can share this information with the doctor, making his life easier and making for him 
more possible to help you in the right way. Or also yeah. real estate. You want to buy mm -hmm. a house? Before you buy a house, you need to do so many research check about the owner, check what is the story of that building, if everything is in compliance with the law, and then maybe you buy something and you don't have some information because some of those have not been given to you or they've been keeping hidden. Imagine instead you go to buy a house and you have all the information that you need all in one place and you can make your decision right away. Plus, one of the best things that we said at the beginning, I know it might sound old-fashioned, but there are yeah. 3 billion people in the world that don't have access to the financial system. And in the moment you don't have access to the financial system, this means that you don't have the possibility of giving to your kids, to your mm -hmm. family, the same support that other people that have access to financial system can give. So this yeah. is another thing that I think is very important to consider. I can continue for hours. <laughs> <laughs> we should do another show, Bruno. I know that there's a lot of topics that we can speak a lot about, and I'll be, I'll certainly look forward to doing that, or maybe even meeting you at the event in in Bali. Uh, you know, when you're having that in August, so keep keep me posted. Ba and Bali Crypto Week is going to be from August 20 until August 27, seven days mm -hmm. of event. If you guys are in Bali, come and crush our parties, our event, our mastermind. We have so much going on. We are already starting to organize it. We had the first meeting a couple of days ago. It's going to be huge. Mm -hmm. Bruno, thank you for that. Thank you for, for, for sharing that with us. Uh, and if you can share that, we will we will certainly, from Adlunum as well, tweet it to our, our community so that people are aware that this program is done. As soon as you've got details, please feel free to share that with us. Happy to do that. Bruno, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Yo, no, no, welcome. Uh, grazie, grazie, grazie for being on the show today. <laughs> grazie a te. <laughs> very, very happy to have you. You know, you're, you've had a lot of insight. And, uh, and I think that it was fantastic that we were able to cover so much. It, unfortunately, there's, there's only that much we could pack into this time. But, but certainly a lot of insight. Thank you for that. Thank you for the journey. And thank you for being, for sharing the authenticity of yourself, of Bruno, with us on the show today appreciate it a lot thank you so much for having me here and thanks to everyone that listened to us and i hope you guys enjoyed everything i shared and you find something insightful for the future so let's keep going this is the future and we are part of it certainly doing that doing that together bruno thank you once again and ladies and gentlemen one final announcement tomorrow at uh 4 p.m uh 4 p.m cet we will be we will be having a show. Watch out on Ad Lunum for it. This is coming to you all the way from the from the crypto banter stables. Ad Lunum and the Sniper School will be having a Twitter Spaces tomorrow. Watch out on the Ad Lunum handle for more details. You can't miss this. We've been told that Sheldon the Sniper will also make a small appearance. He's likely to, but his team is going to be there for sure than the team from Crypto Banter. So that's, you You know, all the stars that are there. They're going to be on the show with us with the Adlunum team tomorrow. So watch out for more details coming up on adlunum.inc. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here on the show today and diving into crypto. This is JP from Adlunum INC bringing you everything about Web3. Have a good one. Cheers. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Diving Into Crypto, proudly hosted by Adlunum, the first engaged-to-earn platform with a proof-of-attention model and dynamic NFT investor profiles. 